You're listening to The Full Broadside. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Full Broadside, episode 44. And tonight we've got a little different thing going on. We've, uh, well, let's let's start by saying I'm Cyberjock. <laughs> there you go, KJ. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I did it. I did. I almost screwed it up. <laughs> KJ's here. Mando's here. Nightmare is here. And we're missing our Nimitz, but what do you do? It's okay. He was here last week. He got a whole bunch of, uh, of stuff out there. We we tackled a, a hot topic, and we're going to revisit it because there's been some little developments here and there, and, and we've got some more to add, but that's going to be in the second half. Um, for now, though, KJ, how you been doing? Um, burn the candle at all four ends, but other than that, uh, yeah, try to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Nightmare? <laughs> By the way, Pigeon oh. made it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, about the same. Uh, staying alive, trying to uh, get another job, uh, waiting uh, desperately for notification if I, I got the job I put an application in for, since it'll be uh, well, more money than I'm used to, less money than I wanted. But the job sounds real easy and simple. So I, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Well, hopefully it's one that you end up enjoy doing. That's that's the biggest thing. I I hope so. We'll find out. Yeah, keep us posted. <laughs> Mando, how you been? I'm doing great. I just uh, logged off my social media where I am marking my wallet safe from wargaming until further notice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the whale call has been silenced until things change. But we'll get into that later. Um, other than that, life is good, man. How about you? Well, you know, doing all right, working lots of hours, getting forced to work against my will, extra hours, which, you know, sucks, but it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do, and, you know, hopefully I won't get hit for another couple of days, so that'll be nice. Hopefully, at least this last time, it was at the very end of the rotation, so when I knocked out all those hours, I could come home and go to sleep and not have to worry about getting up in three hours and going back for another eight, so that that's a little tough. Um, I know it's a... It's a little crowded in here, the virtual studio. We got a lot more chairs to kick around the table. So we we do, we do. We've got Paladin of Argyle and Scarecrow is joining us tonight, and uh, our 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 resident pigeon has showed up too for a couple of calls. So that's kind of nice to to see him tonight. Uh, Paladin, how you been doing? Uh, besides from my brain being completely fried from work today, I'm doing good. Oh, good. We all have that problem from time to time. Uh, Scarecrows, how you been? Doing pretty good. Uh, enjoying my two weeks off of work, so I'm fresh, ready to go. Well, good, good, good. I am going to... Well, you know what? Let's let's get right to the first set of the dev notes because there's some stuff. We, we talked last week a little bit about the 10.7 stuff, and we talked at, at length about that. But there's, there's one in particular um, 
that's coming in 10.8. And I know it's getting a little ahead of ourselves, but it's okay. We, we, we like to get the information out and like, like people to hear what's going on. Uh, the second stage of collaboration with the Transformers is coming around. So it looks as if they've got uh, a couple of different camouflages. Looks like the Minotaur, the Richthofen, Venezia, and the Republic are all getting a camouflage. Uh, I'm sure you'll have to earn it. They haven't really stated how. But they added with uh, four new commanders that aren't Optimus Prime. Remember, I had three of those and nothing else but Optimus Prime last time around. So it's... Or Megatron. Uh, I didn't get any of him. All I had was three Optimus Prime. So I'm looking forward. three Megatrons and three Optimus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I, I never got a B. All I got was Bumble. Yeah. yeah, and see, I never got one of him. Well, Well, this time they've got... Hot Rod. I don't even know if you know who he is, but he was an mm -hmm. Autobot. This is way back in the original Hasbro days. Um, they've got Hot Rod and Grimlock, the uh, the T Rex, um, yeah, the Dinobot. Yep. Yeah, those were awesome. I love yeah. Yep, yep. I was a big fan of those. Starscream in his original uh, paint and his original shape, and the original Soundwave. So that's oh. cool. The the old tape recorder with the mic on top, and mm -hmm. the, and you push the button, he opens up, yep. and out came what was it, Laser Beak and Rumble, uh, and all those other ones came. Yes, out of them. Laser Beak. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, the two that I can remember are Laser Beak and Ravage. Ravage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was the dog thing, but. Yeah. Uh, I I'm pretty sure it was the Panther. Oh well, okay, yeah. Oh well, yeah. and then they had then they had Rumble too. He was that small little guy that that made like seismic, you know, catastrophe type stuff when he came. Right, out. Yeah, yeah. So and he was part of the last uh, the last uh, iteration of this stuff. But yeah, so they're adding containers. Looks like they've got some flags. Uh, Thirty five years of Transformers is a big black flag with red numbers. Looks kind of neat and. Uh, Looks like some other little things too. So I mean, that's that's kind of cool. Um, you know, looking forward to that. I enjoyed the last one. Um, but any thoughts on those? I mean, what do you think? I I mean, it's going to be another one of those. Uh, I'll probably get the what three free ones they give, and then that'll be it. And I hope I get something that I can actually use because right now I have a bunch of uh, guys that I can't use. I don't have the camo for them. I can't put them on any ships. The only thing I can do is change my voice back. But I've right. since settled on uh, Duke Nukem, and I'm probably not going to change it. So, <laughs> Well, it says all of these guys will have unique voiceovers, so that'll be cool. I, I got to tell you how cool that would be to have Soundwave on your ship with the sounds that he made, the voice that was, that, that was his during those Hasbro cartoon days. My God, that oh, would be yeah. amazing. That would be cool, but I think, oh, I think yeah. these are all different voice actors. Probably, but they hopefully with the sound wave they they do that that little I don't know it was almost like a synthesized voice. So if they if they could yeah, do that, really, that would yeah, be cool. Synthesized, yeah. Yeah, I would love yes. that. That would be awesome. And in in the same sentence, I will say Starscream would be annoying as heck because his was horrible. His was annoying, a <laughs> high pitch annoyance. As long as they speak faster than yeah. Optimus, I'm happy for it. <laughs> yeah, that's Optimus true. Optimus will talk like this for yep. 10 minutes, telling you, welcome to the battle. Yeah. It's like, dude, just shut up so I can go already. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't care for Megatron's yeah. sounds either. Yeah, he's... Now, um, See, I like noise, the Megatron. Speaking of noises with Commander, little off topic, but I would think, I want a Commander of Michael Winslow, if you guys know who that is. Yeah, yes. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think he would be make some really cool noises for it. Oh Very my, well. Could you imagine? I, I <laughs> be some don't know who that is. Uh, for Police Academy. Yeah, the the guy that makes all the weird noises with his mouth in Police Academy and whatnot. Yeah, the the sweeps, the creeps, and the beats uh, from Spaceballs. Yeah, that one. Oh <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Now I now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, that would be he's a little bit old for him for him to re- reference to. Probably, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised yes. I even referenced that. That's a that's an old one. That that was like just well, as like I was I, It's like the one I put in the music chat. I mean, I don't know how many people would recognize who that song was. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, though, though I will say this: if I if I get Hot Rod, even if it is by cracking open my wallet. I'm de- if I go out into a battle with him as the captain, I'm definitely going to be listening to the Touched by Sandbush on Spotify. Okay. You know, I was just thinking when I saw that that uh, <laughs> the picture of uh, Mr. Winslow in the in in the chat space channel. Balls. Yeah, the space Pauls with the stupid helmet, with him making those sounds. He made a sonar sound if i could get that and replace he our did. sonar ping with his that would be amazing i'm gonna have to look and see if i can <laughs> find it that would be awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be awesome <laughs> be right. our, uh, our new deep dive yeah let's uh you yeah, know what and, that that's that's perfect Let, let's let's uh mando why don't you deep dive and then we'll uh then well, we'll really then we'll quick if you're gonna use that sonar i'm taking full credit for this Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Mando? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm here. Deep dive. Deep, oh, okay, so you guys are setting me up. All right, so (laughs) I got (laughs) to. I'm going to have to edit a whole bunch now because Mando was asleep at the wheel. Yeah, I was nodding off. No, I was was too busy um, getting ready to. Uh, to get on with the topic. So so this episode, we are going to deep dive. Into fire, right? Out of the frying pan, into the fire? Now, nah, we're going to talk about fire and uh, fire mechanics because I know that's a, it's a, it's pun intended. It's a hot topic, guys. Hot topic, <laughs> get it? Yes, it is. It's pretty lit. <laughs> it's lit. It's a hot topic. No, yeah. So uh, yes. let's, let's talk about fires. We love them and we hate them all at the same time. You love them when you are in your um, toxic Smolensk or your Atlanta or. Or your Friesland, right? Thunderer, and you hate it when you're in your uh, entire Russian line of battleships floating down the the street, right? But let's talk about fire and fire mechanics uh, in the game. And so there's basically um, three types of fire or three types of ordinances that can cause fire, and that is the high explosive shells. Um, or the secondary batteries, uh, the high explosive bombs, and the rockets, um, and it is those are the only three ways to cause fire when you're shooting at uh, your target. And on top of that, and when I dove down into the subject, one thing that I didn't realize is that the only way that your ordnance or your shells can start a fire is if you directly hit a target and i'll give you an example like if there is a destroyer and or not even destroyer let's just say you're shooting at a target and that player um 
rams an island and they're stuck on the island, right? And so, great. Oh, man. So I'm going to start fire spamming the ship. And not all of your shells hit the actual ship, but say they hit the island. The HE shell is going to explode and you have that cone of effect or that radius of effect of the high explosive shell. You can still cause damage to the ship. You can still cause module damage because of the splash is the term that they use or the area of effect. But you will not cause a fire unless you directly hit the hitbox for the zone of the ship itself. So that's kind of a cool mechanic and something that I didn't realize because uh, I used to think a lot of used to people, players think that even if I just get like close shots landing close around the target that it'll start a fire. No, it has to actually hit the uh, ship itself. So let's talk about the zones. Every ship has four zones on the deck that can be set at fire. There's the, the fore end, uh, which is the bow, the aft end, um, and then there's two in the midships, uh, which are the two middle sections. Um, so the maximum amount of fires you can set on a ship is four. Now, there is a commander skill called fire prevention for battleships, for your battleship commander, so that can knock this down to three fire chances. And we'll talk about that when we wrap up as how to reduce the fires and stuff. Um, pretty cool mechanic. Every shell, every HE shell has a chance uh, or bomb that has a chance to s start a fire. Uh, and that's basically combining a base chance. Um, and there's, I know I don't do math in public, but but there's a formula that Wargaming uses to determine if your ship actually catches on um, fire or not. But the, the shells have a fire chance and they're basically based on the caliber of the shell uh, the explosive mass in in the warhead of the shell and the nation tree. Certain nation trees have a higher percentage chance or base percentage chance to start a fire on the target. And a great example of that would be the IJN, the Imperial Japanese Navy line, which we know is more, more notorious, especially the cruisers for setting, you know, the Zhao, the Otago, um, et cetera, for setting fires uh, because they have a higher nation tree base chance. So depending on the caliber of the shell, it's basically going to give a, and it's, it's rated in a, a percentage. Let's talk about fire resistance. Each ship hull has a resistance to fire and the amount of resistance to be catching on fire is based on the ship type, cruiser, battleship, destroyer, etc. The ship tier, higher the tier, the less chance you have of catching on fire and the hole that is equipped, whether you have the A hole, the B hole, the C hole, et cetera, et cetera. And that comes off of like your survivability. If you look up in there and your hidden stats. And so, uh, therefore, if you have a ship that say got two holes, an A hole or a B hole, the A hole, you're going to catch fire more often in the, the stock A hole, H-U-L-L, -L, sorry, not hole, hull, <laughs> then the B hull, H-U-L-L, -L, which is going to have a less of a chance. Premium ships are always considered to have the top hull, H-U-L-L, -L, hull. Um, and this is basically expressed in game terms as a fire, I'm going to get technical. Here comes a technical fire resistance coefficient, or if you want to abbreviate it, called the FRC. The lower the coefficient, the more resistant the ship is to catching fire. And these tables you can find, actually the, the Wargaming Wiki has got a great um, table that you can look up these coefficients. And um, 
it's i mean there's a lot of numbers and decimal places and stuff um it too too detailed to get into i highly suggest you guys jump into the wiki if you really want to get into you know the math involved um and so carriers have the same coefficient because there's no you know a hole b hole etc etc the carrier so they have basically a base coefficient in that formula the base fire chance of your projectile is displayed in the port screen and you can find that when you go in your port and you mouse over on the right hand side the main battery or secondary it's going to tell you basically a chance percentage chance of your artillery shell to start a fire on the target so what happens okay let's put it back into gamer terms i'm in game the ship's in front of me i click the button i load up my he i fire goes through all your dispersion checks everything bang the shell hits the ship right so what happens and if you go into the wiki i i kid you not there is this huge huge and i'll put it up in the, in the chat when i'm done there's this huge formula and it looks like one of these einstein theories of what wargaming goes through to determine if your ship catches on fire but there is a what we call a cycle of operation or a cycle or a series of events so basically the shell hits the ship the ship's fire resistance takes an effect then they take into effect um if you have the damage control upgrade you know the minus five percent chance etc cetera, etc cetera, of the modules uh, effect of the fire prevention skill, projectile based chance of fire, if you have IFHE, the pyrotechnician, all the skills, everything come into play. And lastly, the game checks to see if you have any signals on your ship. Signals that add, like the uh, Victor Lima or the India X ray signals, which add a percentage based chance of, um, you know, to your, your fire. And basically, bang, the ship gets ignited on fire and so you make your rules a computer does the math a lot of you know numbers are flying around and the random number generator determines yes you're you start a fire on a ship so let's talk about fire damage damage is dealt uh over time and there's a lot of cool tables that are on the um the wiki and that shows the fire damage and basically each fire and I'm talking about each individual t fire. Remember, ships can have up to four fires on them. So each fire has a base duration chance of, depending on the ship type, 60 seconds for battleships, 30 seconds for cruisers and destroyers, five seconds for aircraft carriers. So fire, you know, and it's really, I know it's really frustrating. Man, I, I hit the carrier, I lit them on fire three times and the fires were automatically out. Well, the fire damage is only going to burn for five seconds on a carrier. That's base, that's part, part of the game. Um, and that's per fire. So, um, for example, a fire that is allowed to burn to the full duration on a battleship, one fire will consume a percentage chance of that ship's uh, health points. In this case, a battleship, it will be 18%. And that's per fire. So let's just say, for example, I see that Yamato, it's in the back row, I'm in my Thunderer, I fire off a salvo, bang, I light four fires. RNG bus is good to us, right? We light four fires on that ship. And let's just say that Yamato just used their repair party, so they have no way of extinguishing those four fires. Over a period of time, over a window of 60 seconds, that battleship, is going to lose 18% of its health pool per fire. 18% times 
times four fires is 72%. So over 60 seconds, if all four fires are allowed to burn, that Yamato will lose 72% of his health pool. So that's why it's really important when you guys are setting up uh, your captain skills and your, you know, your equipment mods that you, especially if you're in those class of ships, like the battleships that are going to burn a lot, that you look into some fire prevention. I know I do, um, especially in my large cruisers and battleships, fire prevention is always going to add to your tankiness or your effectiveness in the game. Now, there are some um, there are some exceptions to the base burn damage rule. For example, uh, large cruisers like the Kronstadt, the Alaska, etc., will always have battleship fire burn. So those will burn for a duration of 60 seconds. The Admiral Graf Spay, the Graf Spay will burn for 45 seconds. That's kind of out onto a category onto its own. That's part of the special because the Graf Spay historically in game terms was, was, was uh, uh, you know, halfway between a cruiser and a battleship. And then, of course, the destroyers and cruisers and et cetera, et cetera. So how do we reduce the fire chance? Uh, you basically want to set up your signals you want to set up your captain skills uh like i talk about fire prevention expert which i highly recommend if you're running uh, any battleship that's almost one of those staple ca captain skills and what that does is that reduces your fire chance by 10 percent and knocks your fire down by um by one so you can only have a maximum of three fires set on your ship and so that um the fire prevention expert which takes 15 percent off and the flags which take so in theory you could take a battleship that burns for 60 seconds and knock it down to about a 35 second fire burn and let's talk about the hindenburg the hindenburg if you have the unique upgrade on the hindenburg um, the unique upgrade on the Hindenburg will allow you to reduce that fire duration down even further. And I think last time I checked on my Hindenburg with the unique mod with captain skills, my Hindenburg catches fire. Uh, I think it only burns for about 16 seconds and then all the fires go out. So anyway, that is the deep dive on fires and the in-game fire mechanics. Uh, any questions on that, guys, or anything anybody else in experience you want to throw out there? Well, I was kind of curious on it doesn't matter whether it's a secondary fire or a primary armament fire. Fire is fire. It still burns for the same amount of duration, correct? That is correct. And once a ship or a section of the ship is on fire, that does not get reignited. That fire will either burn its duration or will be extinguished by your repair party skill. In other words, you can't have relight a fire that's already lit on a ship. So sometimes I know that I'm sitting there like I'll use my Kronstadt. I'm, uh, you know, people love to uh, players love to set the Kronstadt on fire, and I'll notice that I'm, I've got my burn ticker is ticking down 35, 34, 33. Suddenly my burn ticker will jump back up to 60 seconds. Whoa, what happened? They reignited the fire. No, they started a secondary fire. But that is included. To answer your question, KJ. It's a great question. That is included. It's, it doesn't matter if it's a secondary or a main battery gun. The, a fire is a fire is a fire. Mm. Yep, uh, I will point uh, out something Scarcos said in chat, though I'm not sure if you counted it in with the HE bombs, but apparently the Dutch air the Dutch uh, airstrikes can also set fires. Correct. Yes, aerial HE bombs, uh, aerial rockets. Um and I almost said torpedoes at the beginning, but torpedoes cause a different type of damage. And I'll leave that because we'll talk about that in our next deep dive. We'll talk about torpedoes and flooding damage. 
All right, real quick to clarify there, Mando. The you know you said they don't reignite the fire, but I was trying to listen to what your explanation was. I, I didn't quite hear enough to let the light bulb in my head come on. Um, I see quite a bit when I'm out there. I get a there's a fire burning. I'm seeing the timer click down or you know tick 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 away, and then suddenly boom, it jumps back up and starts over. What is that if not starting a, a you know is it starting in a, a brand new fire, or right. and it's and that one's going to burn the other one's going to burn out or did it just reignite a, a new one or just extend it? So yeah, so what that does is that starting a brand new fire on your ship in a different section, whether the two middle sections, the bow or the aft. So when that happens, because a lot of times uh, gamers will get target fixated and the only thing you're looking at is the little fire symbol and it's burning down. When that happens, look over at your health bar and you'll see a second fire mark has popped up. Mm -hmm. According to Wargaming, once a fire has started, in other words, you can't keep hitting, let's just say your bow is on fire, you can't keep hitting the bow and resetting the timer, resetting the timer, resetting the timer. That timer will only go out either if it completes its duration or you put it out with a repair party. When okay. you see your timer jump back up again, that means that an additional fire has started somewhere else on your ship. Perfect. That's that's what I was wondering. Okay, thanks. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen, so, so, seen that multiple times. Oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, I have too. And then what you do is you look down on the bottom left where your health bar is and go, oh, mm -hmm. that's why, because a second fire was started uh, this time on the aft of the ship. AFT aft. I got to make sure I clarify. Hull, <laughs> H-U-L-L, and, and aft, A-F-T. All right. Well, and I was going to say uh, another important tip for those battleship drivers, since, you know, uh, if you're in a German battleship, a Russian battleship, and you're very flammable, people are firing a lot of HE, you're going to be on fire a lot, no matter what you do. It's to your best interest not to put out two or less. Wait until you get the third or the fourth, and then put them out. Because the odds of having a fourth fire start when you've already got three are a lot lower because most of the time i found they've got your bow and they've got your two middle sections but they're not hitting your rear end so wait on that wait until all of that you know 72 percent is starting to starting to burn you down and then get rid of it because you don't want to put it out with two fires then suddenly the next salvo bam you've got three and now you're burning right down and into the bottom of the sea well, there is that uh, that new captain ability, uh, Furious, that actually gives you more uh, reload speed, I think, and uh, increases enemy dispersion against you per fire you have. Like it's a percentage per fire, like 5% or something. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know too many people that are going to make that build specifically. It's like, hey, light me up, guys. I want to fire lots of ammo. <laughs> you know, well, I, I, mean, I don't see that being a thing. <laughs> If you're that German ship where uh, you don't, you have that turtle back, you're not going to get Citadel, so they're going to change to right. HE on you. That might be a very uh, valid build there. Right, and we were talking about that in in the in the chat room here. You know, uh, Russian battleships, German battleships, really good idea to get that fire prevention because not only are Russians extremely flammable, but if you look at the Germans. It's near impossible to penetrate that 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 turtleback armor. So everybody who's smart sends you know he at them, and they're going to be on fire. So if they've got a uh, uh, fire reduction by their captain skills or what have you, 
it's going to keep them around a lot longer. I mean, if, if you yeah. find your ship constantly getting set on fire and you never have the uh, uh, all the prevention skills that you need, maybe consider Furious. I mean, yeah. sure, you can, you're can you going to lose a lot of health, but it is repairable health that you can get back. So it, That brings up a good point. Fire, all fire damage is repairable with the repair party skill. And there's a kind of two schools of thought out there, and that is A, because Cyber brought up a great point. Um, do I put this single fire out now or do I wait um, and put multiple fires out later? And that really all depends on your ship type. For example, um, I'm regrinding up my German cruiser line for the Research Bureau and ships such as the Admiral Hipper or the York, the Tier 7, uh, Tier 8 ships do not have a repair party on it as part of the tech tree and so the question i have is bang i get a fire on it now i have to decide do i want to let that burn its duration out or put it out now because i don't i can't regain those hit points so that's one instance where you kind of want to put a fire out right away because once once those that health is gone you're not going to get that back because you don't have the luxury of a repair party the other school of thought is if i'm in a battleship and i'm just going to pick on a the iowa tier 9 u.s navy tech tree right i get hit with a fire i'm going to start ticking off health well i might want to wait a minute because i'm a pretty big target everything seems to be you know um sending all of its you know he spam at me's coming right it's incoming and it's it's hitting a ship bang i get a second fire okay now i have a choice do i want to put these fires out i'm still taking incoming fire because i'm spotted from mars right or as an alternate should i just go ahead and hit that repair party now because it's a six in one hand half dozen in the other kind of either way i'm going to regain those lost health points with that repair party but my thought process is and the way that i game is i would rather hit that health button right away that way i'm not down health and having to regain it back it's just going to kind of repair and kind of cancel the fire out right and i was i was going to take a quick shot and say you know when you're talking about that cruiser in in in, you know exact of the uh the york and the hipper where they don't have have the heel is that what you're referring to not the heel yeah the the Um, repair party yeah yeah they've got the repair party i would look at an alternative instead of i mean you have such a low health pool anyway you're a cruiser you don't want to be letting even a single fire burn for that long i would almost look at captain skills and maybe i can reduce the amount of fires i get and the duration of them because i believe there is a captain skill that does that i just don't remember the name of it yes Um, that's the fire prevention expert i think yeah and it cuts it down 15 percent or however many percentage points i would look at that as fire mitigation because that way you're looking at it okay it's only going to burn for you know instead of 30 seconds it may only burn for 20 or 16 or 15 whatever it is i might just be okay with letting that one burn you only have that skill uh, on battleships you don't have it on cruisers yeah no okay i'm looking at the oh, never mind yeah. i'm looking at the hipper my commander on my hipper right now i don't have that ability Nope. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You lose that health. Uh, the one benefit about popping that uh, DCP though is uh, while that DCP is active, um, you can't get set on fire. You can't get flooded. Um, you, all the all the bad things that that would fix uh, are mitigated while that's counting down. And there are skills that increase that time, but not a lot. But there are some. And flags too. 
Correct, and you could still load the module up, the damage control system module, which is the the tier two box, the second box, number two, and that will reduce reduce your risk of catching fire by five percent, which is a lot considering, all right, considering um, some of these destroyers out there and other ships only have like an eight percent chance fire chance, right? Uh, I know. Let's I'll pick on the uh, the Italian premium, the Duca de Asta, which is a great tier six premium. Its fire chance is only like eight percent. So eight percent. I put this module on minus five percent. The fire chance that thing catching me on fire now is only going to be three percent, which is highly unlikely depending on because you get a factor in hits and misses, et cetera, et cetera. So even something as little as a minus 5% chance on a cruiser is huge. So that's another thing to look at too is modules and flags. So if you do get caught on fire, those flags uh, are going to take uh, 15% off of that fire duration, which on 30 seconds is like what, uh, 10 seconds or something like that? It's yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty huge. Well, the, the Americans still have the longest um, in... Uh, uh, not repair time, but uh, uh, invulnerability time, don't they? Where yeah, they so that's back on fire. Yeah, that's so that's the saying. nation tree when you're talking about right. when you hit your damage control party. Right. Gamer terms, damage patrol is I put fire out, right, or I right. stop flooding. Um, heal is the repair party, right? Right. So. Uh, when you click, and that's what Nightmare was saying, there are certain captain skills, and even though the cruiser line might not have the fire prevention, say, as the battleship line, right? Um, yeah, you can that damage control, you're immune from fire during that period of time, and you can extend that out. So you could even hit, okay, bang, I'm getting put on fire because I've got a lot of spam coming at me, and I'm in my, um, I'll pick on a heavy cruiser, my Alaska, which is pretty susceptible to getting caught on fire. Uh, I can hit that damage control party and extend that timeout. So for the next, you know, 15 to 20 seconds, I'm going to be immune to the fire spam, basically. Right. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> I will, and I will say this. Uh, I'm not sure if it still works uh, now after the commander update, but before the commander update, I was able to get the uh, uh, fire put out time in my Mosva down to 20 seconds. Which is easy to do based on commander and module skills yep. because remember Moskva does not count against that group of the tier 9s that are um, cruisers like super cruisers but have battleship timers. And that group includes oh. Stalingrad, Yoshino, Puerto Rico, the Siegfried, Kronstadt, Azuma, Alaska, and the Ager, and the Congress, um, which is tier eight. But that is right now, and you know, unless they added or changed it, that is the group of ships that are cruisers that get the battleship fire duration, which is the sixty okay. seconds. Yeah, instead of the thirty. Uh, okay, I I always thought that it, it, since a lot of people alternate between calling. In uh, Mosva, a uh, heavy cruiser and a battle cruiser, that it might have uh, the battleship fire time. Right. So the Moskva is in that cruiser class. It's a heavy cruiser, but it's not considered a super cruiser like the tier nine ones were. And that's part of um, you know the the uh, checks and balances, like the Siegfried. Siegfried's got battleship yeah. guns, but it also gets battleship fire chance as well. So that's yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, go to a quick break, and then we'll come back with that other dev note, and uh, we'll get we'll get into our our hot topic. So hang tight. We'll be right back. We are back, and uh, the, the the last section that I wanted to cover on the dev notes is 10.8, some new ships, and there's three of them, and we will we will talk with the first one here, a tier 10 British cruiser, the Gibraltar, actually, yeah, British tier 10 cruiser, American tier 9, oh, okay, uh, they just ran it all together, I, I didn't want to do that. Okay, so yeah, British tier cruiser, or tier 10 cruiser, Gibraltar, heavy cruiser, 234mm main gun, caliber artillery mounted in three four-gun turrets, uh, looks like two up front, one in the rear. Uh, it's equipped with only AP shells, but improved ricochet angles and low fuse delay. It also has uh, hydroacoustic, has repair party, and smoke generator. Interesting. Thoughts on this one, guys? I'm actually looking forward to this one, the Gibraltar. As you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Royal Navy cruiser line. Um, both the heavy and the light cruisers. Um, big fan of the Goliath before it became quote-unquote meta. I was. Um, this looks like a Goliath, basically, with AP shells only. So what the Goliath does really well, which is sling that high explosive with the fire chances and the guns, this basically has the same caliber guns. Um, but I'm seeing on some of the changes where they, they reduce the arming threshold of these Royal Navy AP shells like from 39 to 12 millimeters and the fusing time, meaning that when you take this Gibraltar with those 234s and you hit a destroyer with it, you're going to get full pens on that destroyer um, and improve ricochet angle. So I'm kind of excited about this one. Yeah, this one Yay. looks really crazy. The, the reload time is at 14 and a half. Uh, the 180 degree turn time is only 22 and a half. Max dispersion, 149. Sigma of a 205. I mean, it's uh, yeah. They say really? it's it's most effective at medium and short range, but at at 16.9 range, that's still pretty. But it but it mentions her powerful AP shells and her flat topped ballistics, so they must come out pretty flat. I mean, the initial velocity looks to be 841, so yep. that's uh, that's certainly interesting. I, I have to admit, I'm I'm looking forward to this because. Uh, it really looks like it's a mixture between uh, the uh, Royal Navy light cruiser line and the heavy cruiser line because it's uh, got a very fast rudder ship time, 12.6 seconds, and uh, it, it's got fast firing shells that are only AP, which reminds me of the uh, light cruisers, but it's got really good, it's got strong uh, armor or or stronger than the light cruisers and a lot of health. Yeah, the only thing I notice is, I mean, it, it's 32 knot speed. That's not bad. The rudder shift time, and, and we, you know, Mando's always said he tries to get everything under 10, but this only starts out at 12.6. I mean, that's really not bad for a big cruiser like this. 
And uh, surface detectability, 14.6. I would probably think about, you know, lowering that a little bit. But this looks like a heck of a ship. I'm really kind of interested in this now that I've uh, I, I've spent some time with the British ships. And I'm starting to enjoy them. Am I that, seeing that definitely four maybe. barrels per turret there? Yeah. Whole wreck, yep. sir. Yep. There's eight guns up front, four in the rear. Holy crap. So, so the the Goliath has got the same amount of rifles per turret. It's still got the uh, 12 rifles, but this is in a different configuration because instead of only having six facing forward, you now have eight facing forward. So this has got the A, B, and the X versus the A, B, X, Y, like the Goliath does. Right. Nice. Yeah, so, so it's a little, bit more, a little bit more akin to uh, the American ship line. Uh, every cruise right. line, uh, which it, I like, but I, I with that extra barrel, it's going to make that the bow tanking a lot better. And it's uh, with eight shells coming out, you're going to hit more of them, so it's going to seem more accurate. I don't think yep. the dispersion is or sigma is too bad on it. Fourteen and a half second reload, that ain't bad either. Right, that's why. That's big what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, and they turn yeah. fairly quickly. I mean, it it looks like yeah. a, a small battleship, but it. It looks like it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. That's I it. want one. Yeah, and and it also has a smoke generator. Yeah, oh, right. is, is, it, is it like a normal smoke generator, or is it like that crawling? Exhaust yeah, and that's what that's what my question was going to be. But they don't say anything about it other than smoke generator. Um, um, it doesn't duration say rolling. Ninety six seconds. Yeah, so it can't be the rolling smoke. No, it's it's a shorter duration, yeah. um, but it's not the rolling smoke. But it's longer than, say, like the Belfast 43, which is like, what, 40 seconds? Yeah. So it might be a little bit more akin to the Minotaur smoke. So Quite possible, yeah. With the secondary range of 7.3, <laughs> you might be able to make it a kind of a secondary cruiser as well. <laughs> secondary yeah. cruiser from smoke yeah that's, that's <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh that would be very powerful well it's only got six by two on a secondaries yeah they're only one and they're only 113s yeah you got to look at the amount of guns that it has um this is not going to be a napoli where you've got 152s two on each yeah. side and and all that um but like cyber brought up a good point um i i always try to bring my rudder shift time down below 10 seconds and so let me put it kind of in a player's perspective uh my venenzia which is kind of like you know for lack of a better term a ferrari in the seas where i can you know dip duck dodge dive and dip the shells coming at you with a rudder shift of like six seconds you can steer on the fly and you know dodge torpedoes at short range you can dodge incoming fire at long range uh, with a rudder shift of around 10 seconds, uh, it, it gives you some good maneuverability. However, one thing you got to look at is rudder shift time versus turn circle radius. So your rudder will shift really quickly if you can get it below 10 seconds, but it does have a wide turn circle radius. So it's going to take you a little bit to get this thing turned around. Um, but yeah, I'm really uh, anxious and interested because that Sigma, the higher the Sigma guys, the tighter the shot pattern. And with the low dispersion, and a high sigma. It. I don't know. This is um, KJ. Watch out for your destroyers, man, because this thing's yeah, gonna be a good destroyer hunter. I know. Well, moving on. No love. Yeah, I know. They might someday, but right now they're uh, <laughs> they're getting crapped on every time we turn around. It's harder and harder to play those things. 
<laughs> With that said, uh, here comes an American cruiser, the Tulsa, at Tier 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, based upon the Oregon City-type cruisers, but has different artillery layout. Uh, it has 206 203-millimeter guns and three double turrets. Uh, ship concept and characteristics are currently under development and will be announced at a later date. But looking at this, any thoughts what this looks like? Uh, 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 well, Cyber, I'm just going to say this. In a uh, in the in a dev blog link I just posted in the live show chat room, that actually shows uh, the characteristics of uh, Tulsa and the third ship that we're actually going to be talking about. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, um, thanks, Paladin, for putting that up. It's yeah. Um, yeah. improved, so it looks like it's got the improved ricochet angles, which is the heavy American AP guns and a fast reload time. So I'm kind of curious because you're looking at, um, you know, the Des Moines has you can get that thing down to what guys like three and a half to four seconds oh, yeah. with, with the right skill yeah, setup. That, and so that's what I was going to say. This kind of looks like a Des Moines setup almost. This yeah, looks like they're going to be floaty, though. Yeah, this looks like a tier nine Des Moines. So what you're doing is you're knocking um, one rifle out of each turret and giving it the same reload and and and, and bringing it down. Because what is its um, class predecessor? What what's the tier nine heavy cruiser? What's uh, that? Buffalo. Boise? The Buffalo. 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 Yeah, the Buffalo, which has got a slow rate of fire that's like what 10 seconds or 12 seconds or something, something like that uh, yeah. 13 yeah so this one looks like it's it's i don't know probably a cross between it, like a tier 9 des moines which you know heck for a, a tier 9 ship I, I i like the des moines class some people struggle with it i enjoy it um this is oh, also something yeah that that um there's there's not a lot of numbers out on this one though so i don't know we'll see it's also we'll got see. low dispersion with that high sigma as well See, it's, I mean, the original Oregon City class of cruisers are actually modified Baltimore class designs. Yep. Uh, yep. And uh, Baltimore is uh, the tier eight, is one of the two tier eights for the Americans. Yeah, on the heavy cruiser side. Yeah, this just looks to me like more of a light cruiser. Like I said, if it's if it's like I said, the original concept for the Origin City cruisers were the Baltimore uh, modified Baltimore class design. So if they stick with that, it's going to be considered more probably a heavy cruiser side. Okay. Well, it says it's yep. similar to the researchable heavy cruisers. Okay. Right. So going to be heavy. Okay. Well, it's yeah, certainly I'm, I'm uh, certainly something to watch. Because that's my that's my home city, so I'm torn on that one. <laughs> You're I don't want to throw money at it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You'll be the first one of us to have it. I don't want to throw any money at them anymore. <laughs> I know, but but it, it'll it's going to be fine. Yeah. Are you referring to the ship name, the Tulsa, or the ship yes. class, the Oregon City? The Tulsa. The Tulsa. Oh, see, I see what Wargame is doing here because I'm... It's pulling Oregon, both I'm, of you in yeah, is what yeah, it's, it's doing. It's hooking, from Oregon. it's hooking both of you in one ship. How about that? I, I applaud Wargaming. Bang up job. Bang up job. Here's a here's a clap. Golf clap. No, wallet is safe. Wallet is safe. Yeah, for all of us. Well, we'll the, link doesn't say whales. the link doesn't say whales at the end of it, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Moving on to the to the final one coming in 10.8 is, and this one is interesting because this will be the first um, probably of, of a whole line at some point, but the first carrier out of France. And it looks like the Bairn... <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah. They probably pronounce it with a with a with a T in there. I'm sure. Who knows the the way they pronounce things? Um, uh, and we've lost France long ago anyway, so it's fine. But they say uh, converted from an unfinished battleship type Normandy, which that's kind of standard. They usually take battleship hulls. She has a mixed power system of turbines and steam engines, unique for a ship of this class. The concept and characteristics also currently under development, but we do have some interesting stuff thanks to Paladin. So, and Mando, I know you were chomping at this. Why don't you uh, take on this one? Wow, I was just looking at the consumable slots on it. it has hydroacoustic search and surveillance radar. Yeah, you're looking at Tulsa. Well. Yeah. Yeah, go back down. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was um, going to say, wow. What I, well, what I was going to say, uh, the thing that I really noticed in, in this this carrier, it's got skip bombers, it's got your standard stuff, but it seems like they're mentioning that it has patrol aircraft that go anti-air against other aircraft in the air. So this might be a carrier hunter. A really so, interesting thought process. Uh, is that yep. more than the existing fighters? That, it certainly sounds. Know? It sounds like it. They haven't. They haven't really stated anything like that. But they said it has patrol fighters that are especially effective against all the other aircraft. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe you send them in and they'll they'll take out the enemy aircraft. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It says yeah. the ship squadrons are equipped with it, not the ship, but the squadrons. Right. Just, right. Just right. like yep. normal in-game fighters. Air yeah. to air, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the in the post I had shared, it says that they've got decent HP pulls, a large number of planes, long action time, and a high number of charges, but low low detection radius of ships. So, yeah, really seems like it, it actually might be an anti carrier carrier. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, I will say this: I kind of wish this was released before. The Russian uh, CVs because this is actually the first uh, French aircraft carrier to ever be created in history. Yeah, I didn't even know yeah. the French had aircraft carriers. Yeah, well, right well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was going to say yeah. that the really yeah. interesting thing being at tier six, as long as it's not up tiered, if we if we treat it or or, or consider it as a tier six match even in this specific instance since we happen to be in ranked now had this already been out or not ranked uh, uh clan battles you put this on the water you can send it out with your cruisers you can send it out with your battleships and that lends all kinds of extra anti-air because you're launching the aircraft to take out the enemy aircraft that are coming in to bomb your ships i mean that's that's a whole different game style i mean i i, I yeah. like that concept i really do it's something fresh it's something interesting and it might give that 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 ship a, a whole new uh, just a whole new play style to the game i, I really like it um during yeah. my time with the verizon series uh warrior series uh this past go around um uh, one of the tactics that we uh that our team developed was to have our carrier uh kind of go with our battleship um, 
uh, as they went to uh, flank. This way, it provided uh, cover from other uh, aircraft, but it would also give a uh, another target. Like if we are like, all right, cool, uh, we don't need the aircraft carrier anymore, but we really need our battleship, and people really hate CVs, so. Maybe if we just make that the target instead, uh, sure, we'll lose it, but we have a chance to uh, save our battleship and focus fire down whatever's trying to kill our CV. Right. So that this sounds like a really good ship to uh, uh, institute that kind of tactic because I don't think that's how... Uh, I, I, I wasn't part of the Navy, per se. I was a Marine, so I just fixed aircraft. I didn't strategize how each ship right. in the flotilla functions, <laughs> how you but I'm pretty them, yeah. sure the aircraft carrier was not way, way, way far away, pretty much on an island somewhere. Yeah, what I was going to say is, is for a guy like me who has been playing and tried the carrier stuff since the latest adjustments to the to the attack squadrons, and you know a lot of you guys are saying I'll just give it time. I, I gave it enough time to know that I can't stand the changes. I don't like it, and currently I have no more carriers in my port. This is something that might bring me back because it's giving me something else to work on. If I go out and plan on having nothing but but anti-air aircraft, that might change a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe I set it up as a heavy secondary thing so I can creep right into the into a cap and just hold it with all of my aircraft. You know, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, that would be really interesting. You know, Wargaming's doing that on purpose because you did the same thing with all your DDs. You got rid of those, and they brought the German ones in, and you came right back to them again. <laughs> yeah, and I did, and you know what? And I'm already <laughs> leaning towards getting rid of them again because I, everything they've done since has been anti-DD. <laughs> yep. And I'll say this for all the listeners. Uh, well, I'm I'm from the United States. I'm the, I do have a friend. Uh, on another server who is from Belgium and he actually does pronounce this ship as bear as a uh, bairn so uh, so that's basically uh, how I think it's uh, pronounced in all languages so yeah all right okay. all right Mando you got any thoughts on this yeah. uh, this carrier I, I, I was, I I was trying to throw it to you and you just were, were sleep at the wheel again twice in one night <laughs> Unacceptable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I was deep diving. Yeah, I was like, getting my scuba gear yeah, out of the water. Like, I, uh, like the guy in that bathroom on that. That's on that, what that, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just picture me with my scuba Steve wetsuit on, coming out out of the uh, yeah. yeah out of the bathroom. No, I you know I've got a mixed bag of thoughts on this one. I think it's a great class. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's got a cool gimmick. Um, you know, f for the line. Um, in our experience with Wargaming, we know that this is a prelude to probably another ship line coming down in the future. And I say that to reference, like, look at the uh, Italian cruisers, the Duca di Osta and the Abruzzi, right. which came out as premium ships, um, part of an event. And then, you know, the following year, suddenly now we've got to do Italian cruiser line and then the Italian battleship. So uh, this is, as we know, going with Wargaming's, you know, um, introduction model, this is going to be my prediction. That, uh, it, this is a precursor to another ship line coming out. Now, let me throw this monkey wrench into everybody's happy space now, right? I'm about to pee on everybody's picnic. I have a problem with this ship coming out. 
And it kind of carries over from our episode, from last episode, which is Wargaming is, doesn't have really, they're, they're not in the good graces of the player base because of their monetization business model. And let me give you an example. This ship, great ship, lots of gimmicks. I'm a whale. I'm interested in it. However, like I keep saying throughout the episode, my wallet is being marked quote-unquote safe because this ship is going straight to premium shop, straight for cash. I don't even know if it's going to be a doubloon buy. It's going straight for cash. Now, in the past, when Wargaming has introduced stuff like this, they had a great business model, which was they introduced the ship or a new ship or something you know, f- that's going to come about in the future with a ship like this. Again, the, a possible French carrier line coming down, and they'll do a special event. You complete the special event. You get so many days to do it in, put some reasonable missions in there. You pick up the ship. Not everybody's going to be able to get it. Not everybody's going to be able to complete the time. You put kind of a time frame on it. And then after that special event is over, the ship goes into the premier shot. Hey, if you miss the event, you can pick up the ship for X amount of doubloons or X amount of money. And I think that was a better business model because it allowed a lot of your player base for people that don't have the funds or the resources to, you know, to pick up something like this, but very disappointing. And that's going to get me to segue into from what we were talking about last week, because there was an update on the whole Missouri boxes. I don't know if you guys are ready to talk about Missouri boxes yet. Yet, absolutely. Let's 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 get into that hop topic and uh, let's, oh, let's fire it up. Oh God, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so, go ahead, Mando. Missouri boxes. There was an update to that from Wargaming. So Wargaming, and and I'm thinking, great. Ouija Ouija came out. They listened to the player base, and uh, the player base spoke. Well, aha. Aha. Uh-huh. So what Wargaming did was, as I said, hey, okay, we understand that this is a gamble. And the original uh, gimmick on the gamble was you you didn't have a chance to buy the ship. You had to buy a box, and there was a percentage chance one out of 100 boxes is going to get a Missouri drop, and which we've already discussed is not the same Missouri as it was in that they originally took out of the game. So you're gambling at a percentage chance to get a box of a ship that's not even the same ship. Okay, so the Wargaming listen. Okay, there was hope, right? There was a ray of hope in the sky. Wargaming said, hey, we'll have the special event. So now we have the special World War II event coming up. It will give you, and we all thought, okay, at the end of the event, it's going to award you, you know, right? No, aha, uh-huh. there's a catch, right? There's a catch. The event is once you finish the event, now you have a chance to go to the shop to buy the Missouri out of the shop. And so once again, we're going back to the whole monetization. They tease this. They listen to the community. Hey, we heard the community. We don't want you to gamble for it. But now we want you to do this lengthy, long event, which we you may or may not be able to finish in order to be eligible to go into the premium shop to buy a, a ship that's not the same ship as before. So we're right back to square one, Wargaming. Great no. job. Not but even, we're back to square one. Not even back to square one, because it's not a mission that you that they give to you. They don't they don't be like, hey, it's uh in the news. You just click on here. You're participating, like they do with yeah, a lot no. of their special. No, you got to go digging for it on the you website. You got to go someplace. on an Easter egg hunt to go find uh, this. But that's not the end of it. Once you complete that, you have to submit a support ticket. And mm-hmm. if you want to use doubloons, and then they will go and manually take those doubloons out and add the ship to your account. 
Of right. which, again, I remind everybody is not the same ship. And I say that, and I'll get off the mic here in a second and let you guys talk. Uh, I'll say that. I put up some numbers yesterday. I put up two games back-to-back in my Missouri. I just happened to have a good day playing Missouri and talking about the decrease in the the earning potential. And for those of you, if you want, you could jump into our Discord. I put it up in the general chat. You can see the posts up there. And I post one game with no economy flags, no economy boost whatsoever. And then I posted a second game with economy flags and with economy boosts. And based off of my, you know, beer math, for lack of a better term, the ship is only earning about 50 to 60% of its original credit earning potential. There it is. I put the numbers up. I'm off the mic. You guys go at it. I, I also have other things to talk about because uh, other things surfaced about this whole Missouri thing. Uh, where there were mock-ups of um, those random loot boxes that you can do, you know, the chain or not the chain, uh, maybe even the chain, but like like they have been doing lately, where who knows which box will show up, like uh, for the early access boxes, but it has the Missouri in it instead, and there's like hundreds of them there, right? And so. Like the Johan de Witt, where you had like what yeah, a one exactly. in seventy chance of getting 72. it. Seventy two. One in one 72. 72. So, so let's let's just say that you uh, you know RNGbus is is not agreeing with me, and I got to spend seventy two thousand doubloons to get a free tech tree ship, which is going to drop in a later patch anyway, right? So yeah, we don't even know how many what what the chance percentage chance of somebody to get a ship which has already again been nerfed. By wargaming, that's another thing. the The percentage chance isn't one in seventy two. It's actually far, far more skewed because there's other hidden statistics in there. Where uh, if uh, if you if it's for if it's not the first box, if it's not the first thing available there, um, maybe within ten boxes it'll be there, and you'll have that ship in those bundles. But if it's not there. You won't see it till the like the last end of the last ten percent of those boxes you would open the last bit of the seventy two from sixty two to seventy two ish. Those last boxes will have it. I forget where this is, so I don't have the uh, references and uh, things to back it up. So take what I just said with a grain of salt. Yeah, now I'm off the mic. I get what you're saying. You have to go through a certain amount of boxes before you even get to the point where you have a percentage chance of getting it. I mean, it's just, it's a gambling scheme. Um, Yeah. My, my wallet is safe. Wargaming, get off the monetization, get back to your older business models, which I'm sure you had better numbers. And I think you're going to reattract more players and you're going to get the whales like me to reopen up our wallets with some reasonable, you know, offers down the line. But until then, the only way we're going to get our message across, at least I'm in the camp of getting the message across is, um, Hey, Wargaming, when you can't turn your lights on anymore because you can't pay the bills, you might want to reconsider some of your current business practices. Yep. Uh, I'll throw in my two cents. Uh, I'm, yeah, and I'll preface this by saying I'm not military, never served, uh, probably never will due to asthma as well as uh, having glasses and being nearsighted. But uh, I'm a history lover. Not saying history major because I'm going to switch out of it, but I'm a history lover. And 
I'm very mad because they've uh, they've announced two historical ships, the Baron and now Missouri. Missouri was just coming back, and I'm mad because well, they're literally just uh, using this to try and get the history lovers to spend more money directly after uh, all of the stuff with the CCs. All of the stuff that uh, really tarnished uh, Wargaming's reputation. And yeah, that that does not sit well with me. I admit uh, earlier when during the uh, quarantine I did uh, well out a bit. I got a bunch of premium ships. Love the premium ships that I got. But yeah, besides potentially yeah, getting one of the commanders for the transformers uh, collaboration uh no i'm i am not gonna be paying them even a penny i'm actually kind of upset i i bought what was needed for the dockyard i, I had to buy the doubloons and that was uh the last of my uh my my play money the last of the money that i could reasonably use to uh on games to, to have a good time and relax and play with people I enjoy being around and I'm actually kind of really sad that I did that um, right before I found out all uh, like like before everything hit me about all the shady practices really it's it's all it is it's shady aggressive and and really sad that this game is uh is is basically catering gambling to kids as low as seven years old kj you got anything to say i see i saw you lighten up there a couple times i just i like you know i don't know we kind of talked about it touched about it last week it's just it's a good game it's a fun game um yeah i'm not real thrilled on on them trying to put every single premium i mean i understand they have money to make they have lights to put on and all that uh, but I try to take some of these iconic ships, even though the Missouri is not what it was, but to hide it the, the way they're trying to hide it and, and make everybody hunt and find, especially in light of everything. And again, I understand they're, they're a business. They got to make money. Got it. Do they really care about those of us? I'm, I know you guys give me a hard time about being a whale. And yes, I do to a certain degree. Mando does too. But do they really care that much about us that much yeah the long scheme of things no all they're looking all they want is the you know they care about us the turnover the next group that comes in the next set of people that come in that they can they can attract us to and they don't care about what we longtime players have have been paying the lights and keeping the lights on they're look they're always looking for the next ones so I don't really think, I mean, yes, I don't want to spend any more money on them. I probably will wind up at some point because, like I said, I want the Tulsa, but I'm going to do everything I have my power not to buy it just because I want it, not because it's a great ship, just because it's my home city. It's like the Oklahoma. It's my home state. I want that, wanted that ship. I bought it because I wanted it. That um, has a personal thing for me. Um, but does Wargaming really, you know, care about People that spend that kind of money, yeah, they do, but they don't. They're always looking for the next big fish to fry. Um, I'm again, I'm sorry and sad to see that the game is turning this way. Um, 
I mean, especially with a ship as, as iconic as a Missouri, even though it's not the same ship as that we got before that we could get in game, it's still, they know that people are, you know, or before all this happened anyway, they were banking on people throwing wads of money at it to buy it. Hopefully this has kind of woken up people that maybe they don't and it maybe forces some change because everybody's aware of this, hopefully. But I, 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 I don't think so. I, I really don't I, think yeah. so. I don't think enough people know about it. And in that honestly is, is the saddest part about it all because we want more gaming to change. They have a great game. It's a fun game to play. Um, the game is great. The art department is amazing in this oh, yeah. game. They do a, the, their work. They do their research to try to bring these ships to life in, in a way that you can have fun and experience it. In, I mean, in a weird I, way. but the, what they're doing is they're they're strangling the people who care the most about this game until they there there's just no more people to bring in. Like if if there's nobody out there bringing people into the game, they're gonna lose their opportunities because. Uh, I, I linked a video in our uh, live show mm -hmm. chat room yep. that Mighty Jingles put out, and he really said it best. Like, once they have your money, once you buy that premium ship, they don't. They, they the only thing that they can hope from you is you get the next premium ship. Right. But they they're already not going to be looking at you to do that. So, mm -hmm. well, once you bought it, you can yeah. you can only you can only buy it for yourself once. Yes, you could buy it for other people, which, as you all know, I have. I've bought ships for you guys for things and different times for things, but. Yes. The, uh, you know, even even people, I you know, that are saying, you know, well, you know, I, I know we've had a few people talk about, you know, they're we're running out of premium time. I was planning on buying premium time for them, you know, a, a thirty day premium time or whatever. And then all this hit, and I'm like, you know, as much as I enjoy playing with people, I just can't. I can't even bring myself to do that, and that's not that expensive because of I don't want to support them financially like this anymore. I feel bad enough that yes, I did whale the dockyard. The dockyard is done. I did it like the first night, and then I find out all this other crap that happened. So <laughs> that kind of irritates the fire out of me. There is like you know, I already did it. I, I whaled it all because I knew with my work schedule again, I just would have time to go through and get everything done. I mean, you know, I know we're not really talking about dockyard stuff, but I think in my combat missions, I think I'm still. I just now got to stage two. And I have one of those completed, so it tells you how far behind I am on that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I don't mind. You know, it's a good game. I don't mind throwing money around it. You guys know I play another space game, and I have sunk a lot of money into that game over the years. I don't mind putting the money into the game of something it's, uh, that I enjoy and, and, and have faith in that the company's going to do it right. right. I used to have that with Wargaming. I don't necessarily have that with them anymore. Scarecrows, what do you got to say on the uh, the whole subject? I really don't have much to say on it, to be honest with you. Um, it's kind of in the same way. I, I kind of wish I wouldn't have whaled it, but it came out. All this came out after we did, so mm, got to mm -hmm. live with it. Okay. Well, I'm going to take uh, a second and go. go all right, go ahead, Paul. Sorry, I uh, just wanted to mention one more thing. There is also an active investigation against 
Wargaming because apparently it's been linked to a uh, money laundering operation. Yeah, that was briefly yeah. talked about in the last last show too. Yeah. But yeah, uh, since since everybody else went, I, I had a lot of time to think, and and I listened again to to our previous uh, uh, show when we did a lot of covering on this and a lot of topic, and there was an awful lot of talk about gambling being being one of the major reasons why all these CCs left, and twenty four, I believe, was the exact number at least at that point. Um, that's great. They can come, they can go, they can do what they want. But but the whole premise that it sounded as if Nimitz was stating that they, they predominantly left because this was a type of gambling and we were we were pushing gambling to children. I I have to, to call BS on that, and I was trying to do so in, in a matter of way, uh, speaking last time around. And really, to me, it comes down to, to it, it, it can't be about gambling because this game has been around for as long as it has, and it's been nothing but gambling when you're dealing with crates and all of these things. It's always a gamble to, to spend money on a crate to hope to get something and you may not and you spend more money it's it's never never ever been about the gambling even though some have tried to spin it that way because up until now nobody's had a problem with it now suddenly when it's the missouri and the missouri's got this this crazy cockamamie scheme that they've got to get to the dang thing now it's a problem i i, I don't think so but well I was going to say, Cyber, the, the gambling had been had always been a, a sticky point. The quote-unquote gambling with the loot crates had always been a sticking point for the longest time. I think what pushed it over with a lot of them, besides the way they treated, you know, what we talked about before about what happened with Little White Mouse and, and the Yukon fiasco and all that, I think with the way they did this one with the Missouri kind of pushed a lot of people over the edge was because you had the ship that you could earn in-game through in-game credits or uh, experience points or whatever. You could buy it that way. Okay. They screwed up. They gave it a, an insane amount of credit multiplier. And to their credit, they said, wait a minute, this is kind of wrecking our economy, in-game economy. So they took it out. So now to bring it back, they're bringing it back as not really the same ship, which I understand. You don't want that ship to wreck the, the game economy. But then, like I said, the way they're doing it with the loot crates with the chance of getting it not just okay you can buy it straight outright it's just the chance and i think that's what kind of drove and has really ticked off a lot of them because now it's more now it seems like they're pushing it more as a gambling on something that you could have gotten basically for free well, well okay go ahead i'm, I'm sorry cyber <laughs> i was i was gonna throw in there that the oh no i was gonna say it and then you started talking, and I wanted you to talk, and now I forgot exactly what I was going to say. Well, I, okay. I, I've got a I could jump in there too. I've I've got yeah. You can go ahead, Mando, because I got to tell you, I wrote a whole bunch of stuff down, and the next part that I'm going to start talking about is going to probably get everybody in this chat room upset with me. So, I have a solution that I've come up with for wargaming. But go ahead, Mando. We'll we'll get to mine in a, in a sec. No, this is a far more interesting uh, talking point. So let's jump right to it. I defer back to you. Well, we're we're all talking about this. This okay? 
fine. We're all upset because the new Missouri that's coming in is not the old Missouri. We're worried about this one being so nerfed. And it came to my mind, you know, sitting there the other night, staring at the wall. Why are we upset about a ship that's coming back? Really, it's coming back because so many people wanted it back. But if you're wargaming, you got to understand, and you knew from the get-go that, hey, we made a mistake when we put it out originally because it freaking broke the game. It, it broke the economy because before long, all we're going to have is nothing but Missouris across the water. There's not going to be another ship. Nobody's going to play another ship. Why would we bother when we can get in this one and make triple the cash? And we can buy any ship we want. And, you know, I mean, at some point, you have to think about it and have to say, all right, we got to get rid of it. I mean, I 100% agree with them for doing that. But if you're going to bring it back in a different iteration, bring it back as a nerfed. I get it. I totally understand. I would say make it a little easier. Make it part of a simple campaign. You complete the campaign. Bam, you get the Missouri that's nerfed and you can be happy. You don't spend a penny. You just put some time in and you get it. Make it available for everybody. And as I'm sitting there thinking the other night, this is a this this is a country that that has 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 brought up children on participation trophies. Everybody has to feel equal now, and I'm sure that's part of the reason so many people got fired up because my Missouri's not as good as his Missouri. Well, that's not fair. Uh, it needs to be fair. This world isn't fair. But I've got, I've got a fix for it. I got a fix. I would highly suggest, and here's where you're all going to get upset with me. I would highly suggest to Wargaming that when you bring back this Missouri, you nerf the original as well. You make them dead on even across the board. You set up a, a way the campaign people can go through. They can get the Missouri, and then guess what? There's no more complaining because all Missouris are equal, and they're equally bad. They're not as great as they once were, but they're still a Missouri for the history buffs. It's a win-win across the board. They do it all the time with every other ship, all the premium ships that you buy. They say, hey, it could be subject to nerf or, or buff later down the road. They're never buffed. They're always nerfed. Make them equal. Don't give us two Missouris. Give us one Missouri. Give us the new Missouri and make the old one equal to the new Missouri. No extra credit potential. Let everybody, if they want to go out and, and buy a, a camo, premium camo like you do with every other ship, that's as far as it goes. That's what I would say, and, and that's that's the way it should go. And All right, everybody can yell and scream at me now. Go ahead. No, I, just I don't quick, disagree. Really. I just have a quick question. Because I haven't really been paying attention to the whole thing about the Missouri, not in this, but in you know outside the the podcast. But what exactly is it that was nerfed? Just the money potential? Yeah, predominantly. The yes, yep. They they okay. they said they explicitly said um, that it would have the same amount of money potential as it did previously for all the people who already had the ship. It would be a permanent combat mission. That would give them the same thing. Um, and then was asked, does this stack with all the camos and economic flags and everything? The answer was yes. The, in reality, no. It is very much not. And it, it still needs to be tweaked. Uh, what 
one idea I had, or I saw somebody have, is just make that the Missouri, or Missouri Old, or Missouri 45, or Missouri whatever, and then the new Missouri, a different Missouri. Just call right. it Missouri, or call it uh, Missouri B. Or, right, right. Make or, it a Missouri Black. Yeah, exactly. Or nerf them all. Just, just take it away and be like, hey, sorry. Uh, honestly, it, it's it's they messed it up in the first place, which is why they took it out of the game, because everybody was making too much in-game credits. Right. And I finally remembered what I was going to say earlier. Go yes. for it. Um, they don't have a... They have an in-game economy, but it's not exactly economy. It is a stable progression system. It is something that they put in place to prevent you from just rocketing all the way down to Tier 10 and going out and pissing everybody off because you're on the team and you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Um, they made it. They want to make it so that you have to grind harder and longer for it so you play the game more. And because you're playing the game more and grinding harder, you might want to speed that up by buying premium time, by buying uh, uh, flags and camos and signals and other ships. Right. That's why they took it out, because it was hurting their bottom line. Not the in-game economy. There isn't a fucking in-game economy. It's a... Whoops! Anyway. <laughs> yes, Kid you did. Kid show. <laughs> I caught it! Um, so they, they, there isn't an in-game economy. It's, it's a progression system, and it was wrecking that. Um, right. <laughs> that's why they had to take it out. They messed it up. But what they honestly should do is uh, fix it properly by, I, I, I think honestly just nerfing it, making it a ship, making it available for free XP again, or uh, you know what? That's an idea. Make it available for free XP, but if you want it with the original uh, credit earning potential or modified credit earning potential, make it available for money. Here's the problem that I have. The problem that I have is that Wargaming is making every... They're playing on the heartstrings of people that are the history buffs. Maybe you served on the Missouri. Maybe you know somebody who served, relative, whatever. They're playing and tugging on those heartstrings, and you're going to pay an obscene amount of money and, and, and pay an obscene amount of game time to try to get through these missions for a ship that is worse than a tech tree ship. That's the problem that I have with Wargaming. Yeah, you're paying for it. Yeah, if you want a Missouri, ladies and gentlemen, go through the tech tree and get an Iowa. It's a better ship than the Missouri is. Without the credit earning potential, it is just a worse Iowa. And that's the problem that I have. And so, you know what? A, nerf the ship, uh, make make all the credit, which is basically what they did. And I'll, I'm about to put up a screenshot in the chat room, which shows the mission um, because I have the, Zer the original Missouri from before. And so basically what they did is they nerfed the credit earning potential down to a 20%. And Wargaming, and I just noticed this, Wargaming, I caught you, uh, Wargaming initially said that this would be a permanent mission for the Missouri if you had it before. Wrong. It says right up at the top, this mission will be available for 126 days. It's supposed right. to reset. It's, yeah, it's supposed and, to reset. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like your uh, coupons. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah kind of like... They can't the, put an infinite thing in there. They had, they've, they did, they've done that with other campaign or missions and stuff throughout the years. It's like the, uh, the original uh, setup with the... Uh, um, uh, 
got one of those things called the uh, legendary mods that yeah. they were supposed to have been a permanent mission once you reach their level 10 and you could work your way to that. It was supposed okay. to, it always is always reoccurring and they could only do it for a year. And then at the first of the year or whatever that time was up, then it would flip back over and start back over again until they, in their infinite wisdom, decided to take that away. Okay, well, I'll put I'll put the monster back in the box on that one then. But still, that the, the problem I have is, and I actually agree with Cyber, nerf the whole thing across the board because you, you're 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 paying an obscene amount of money for a worse tech tree ship. So shame on you, Wargaming. Well, apparently that's it on it. Uh, why don't we go to parting shots then, eh? <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's go to Scarecrows. Uh, hit, hit us with your parting shots. Well, I was going to uh, throw something out there um, about uh, what should my next premium ship be, but right now I'm not really wanting to uh, put throw more money at it. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I threw enough at it for the dockyard. Um, I didn't do what I wanted to do originally and beat KJR and Mando to the punch with it. I was a little late with it, but I still got it, so... It is what it is. Um, yeah, that's really it. I mean, I don't have nothing. All right, Paladin. Uh, yeah, my opinion of our gaming isn't uh, the greatest. Uh, I'm just happy I got the legendary module for Mosva before he disappeared. And, well, not really going to spend any money on it except to... Uh, potentially with the Transformers collab because I am a very big Gen 1 Transformers fan. Alright, KJ? Uh, I don't know. I think we've said it, I've said enough with, <laughs> with the last couple of weeks on things. Um, yeah, I mean, just Wargaming is just going to have to figure it out and, and really figure a way to... If they want to keep the long-time guys... And keep their pocketbooks open. They're they're gonna have to figure out some way to, to make it right, to or make us feel like you made it right. Um, I mean, I know there's some been some other controversies going on with some other things. Um, so yeah, and as far as my work schedule goes, you know, uh, Johnny Paycheck is all I gotta say. <laughs> Nightmare <laughs> for, the, for those of you old enough to know who Johnny Paycheck is, you'll know what the reference is. All right. <laughs> Oh, shove it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, my final parting shots. Um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, Wargaming has always had an essence of gambling. Um, are people still going to sp spend money on it? Yes. Um, are people even aware of the situation going on? Probably not. So a lot of people probably aren't. Um, but in general, the, uh, the game is good. The game is fun. Um, if you want to make Wargaming hurt in the, the pocketbook, uh, try to see if you can get the uh, get active in uh, loot crate banning. Um, because it's not just Wargaming. It's a bunch of other companies that are doing it. And uh, uh, again, the Peggy rating, the British UK uh, uh, age rating the ESRB for the overseas is seven and up for this game. So if uh, you want to uh, make that change and make it eighteen up and uh, help make that across the board, 
that'll take a lot of, uh, well, that'll help limit who has access to the game, which when you don't have access to the game, you can't spend money on it. Can't spend money on it, or gaming loses money. So close your wallets if you can. Um, don't give war- don't don't give in to this idea of uh, throwing hoops and you have to jump into just so you can buy a ship that's worse than a tech tree ship or a free ship that you're going to get in a month or two anyway. Um, it's it's not worth it. So don't give in to that and, and close your wallet. Uh, otherwise, uh, be safe. Drink water. All That's right, it. Mando, what do you got? Well, I'm kind of torn because normally I do my names of the week, and that is a segment that I do for our fans, for our listeners. Um, right. And I just want everybody to know that even though I have a difference of opinion, it does not mean that the show, as in the you know the full broadside, has got a difference of opinion. Um, if it wasn't for wargaming and you know World of Warships, we would not have a show. So, with that being said, I am still going to throw my names of the week out there, and I will still offer a free weekend pass but it's for the listeners it's not for me this is for our listeners out there and um so i'm going to put those up in chat uh in order to see who we got this week dingus khan just tickle my elmo plan a has failed and my personal favorite one is eat ship with a p eat ship and dive I, those are those are some good ones. Yeah, I like the, so, the, the "just tickle my Elmo." Sounds almost like a a threat, right? So, if you know somebody, know these players, email the show the full broadside at gmail dot com. Let us know what episode you heard it on, and I will gift you over a weekend pass on behalf of the show, not on behalf of the Mando, on behalf of the show, because um, the show will carry on. And just everybody else that's listening, yes, we have a difference of opinion. Um, we are able and are free to do that because we are not, you know, c- community contributors or content creators. And so we are, uh, in a sense, a snapshot of the player base. And the full broadside is not going anywhere. As long as there's a game, I imagine that we will still probably have a show and we'll debate these uh, back and forth. Next week, deep dive, we'll talk about torpedoes and flooding damage. Back to you, Cyber. <laughs> all right. And, uh, you know, in wrapping all of that up, you know, whether it's gambling or however long it's been ongoing and all the CCs that left, Wargaming is going to continue to continue doing all of the same stuff that they have been. And if you don't like it, do what all these guys are saying. Close the wallet. Mom and dad, take the credit card from the seven-year-old. He shouldn't have it anyway. <laughs> and that's the only way that things are going to change. We can all get all up in arms we can make posts we can make rants we can come on a podcast and vent all of our frustrations but ultimately the only thing that really makes a difference is closing the wallets and maybe they'll get it maybe they'll change i mean the puerto rico was a giant nightmare they made adjustments they listened to the player base they made tweaks We'll see what happens. Uh, I've got faith that they're going to make changes. Whether they're good or bad, I guess that remains to be seen. Um, so, But that's enough of that topic. We we've, we've beat the heck out of that uh, last week. We hit it again this week. We had a few more thoughts we needed to wrap up on. And I wanted a little more input from other guys. So 
uh, thanks to, to Paladin of Argyle and Scarecrows from, for hanging out and uh, being good sports. When I said, guess what? You're part of the show today. <laughs> Bucky, Dubstep Chemist, uh, our Pigeon Buddy was here for a little while. Um, there was uh, there was one more that was in for a little bit, but I, I missed his name because he, he didn't hang around too long. But I appreciate all you guys from hanging out, uh, uh, participating in the live show chat room, and, and the listeners out there. Appreciate you downloading and listening to us. So, we'll uh, we'll be back again next week. We look forward to hearing from you. And uh, until then, take care. Be safe.